Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Unmasked, where we talk about real hurts, real struggles, but we offer real hope. I'm Karis, and I'm so glad that you are joining us today. You can find my Coleman TV on Spectrum 180, on the Roku, and Facebook, Facebook Live. If you follow along on podcast, you can also find us on all the different podcast platforms that are out there. If you are joining me on my faith and mental health journey, I am at Kira Snyder on Facebook and Instagram, and also you can subscribe to my website at karasnyder.com. Thank you guys so much for your support of Unmasked over the last few months. When we started in January, who knew all the different things that we would be facing as a country, as a world, and many of you, you have been going through, through struggles long before 2020 hit, and uh, you're just thankful to be walking this road with others, knowing that you're not alone, that the struggles that you are facing are, in fact, very real, but there's hope, and hope is a powerful thing. And today, I wanted to kind of take a little turn in what we've been talking about and talk about some struggles that others faced over 100 years ago that has brought us hope to maybe encourage us to challenge you, no matter your age, uh, no matter where you may be in the situations of your life, to know that when you face your struggles and you push forward for truth, it can bring hope for others. It can change their life. It could change the future of your children and your children's children. So what I wanted to talk about today was what happened on August 26, 1920, 100 years ago. We celebrate on August 26 every year, Women's Equality Day. So what happened on that day? Some of you may know, some of you do not. But on that day, the 19th Amendment was certified, giving women the right to vote. And I want to talk a little bit about the history of that and kind of some things that went down to bring that about for us. That amendment needed to be certified by the correct government official, and that person was the Secretary of State, and his name was Bainbridge Colby, and he signed this proclamation in his home. He signed it in his home. So to bring this amendment about, to make this happen, they needed 36 states to do it, and Tennessee was number 36. But the interesting thing about Tennessee is they almost didn't make that list. The state legislator that was on the floor to vote on that day as Tennessee was voting, his name was Harry T. Byrne, and he was 24 years old. He was a young man, and he was going that day to vote on their state floor. No. But he was urged by his mother to vote Yes. And by voting yes, Tennessee became state number 36. They became that last state that was needed to make this change in our history. I'm so glad that this young man was willing to make that pivot, to make that shift and stand up for the truth and allow that to take place for us in our history. Where there were some women Behind this amendment, there were some women who had to go through some suffering, who had to stand up for truth and fight. So I wanted to share a little bit about them as well. One was Sojourner Truth. She was born in 1797 in a rural part of New York. 
She was a slave. She was actually sold into slavery, separated from her family at the age of nine, nine years old, sold into slavery. She was sold to different families, different masters. She went through great abuse, physical, emotional, sexual abuse. And she finally stood up and was able to escape and walk to freedom for herself and her infant daughter in 1826. And then Sojourner Truth began to be a very powerful voice in the abolition of slavery and in standing for women's rights and women's right to vote. There were some other women as well who took a stand. Susan B. Anthony, who was born in 1820, she was also a reformer at an early age. At the age of 17, she collected anti-slavery petitions. She met a friend named Elizabeth Katie Stanton in 1851, and they became lifelong friends. They became lifelong uh, partners in standing up for truth. In 1863, they founded the Women's Loyal National League, and they conducted the largest petition drive in U.S. history at that time, gathering 400,000 signatures to abolish slavery. They went on to campaign for equal rights for women and African-Americans. Susan B. Anthony was actually arrested in 1872 for voting in her hometown of Rochester, New York. She went through a very public trial. She refused to pay the fine. They did not go after her on any other charges. And then in 1878, Anthony and Stanton arranged for Congress to be presented with the amendment giving women the right to vote. They introduced this through Senator Aaron Sargent, and it became known as the Susan B. Anthony Amendment. This was the 19th Amendment that did not pass until 1920, but they presented it in 1878. They fought for our rights to vote. They fought for our voices to be heard. They stood for truth. And here we are 100 years later, and we have the opportunity to do the same in elections that we have, if it's your, your local elections, if it's a national election like the one that we have coming up in November. I want to challenge you to, to step back and unmask, if you will, this thought that my voice doesn't matter, my, vo my vote doesn't matter, because you see it does. It matters not so, it matters for us now, right now, but it matters more for our children and our children's children. What do you want your country to look like for them? What do you want their future to look like? And we have the opportunity, we have the freedom to make that, that heard, to make our voices heard by voting. They went through all of that over 100 years ago to give us as women the opportunity to vote. So we as women, men, of all races and stages of life, if we are 18 years and older, we get the opportunity to vote for ourselves for right now and to vote for our future, to vote for our children. And maybe you're wondering what your legislators, what do they stand for? What do your representatives stand for? And I found a website that I would encourage you to go and check out. It's called commoncause.org. And you can do a search there for those who represent your area, your district, and you can see what their different policies are, what bills that they've been a part of. So that gives you a better idea 
of what they stand for. And then you can decide if they're up for election, if they represent what you want for your country, for your children and, and generations to come. And if they don't, look at other candidates that represent what you feel is valuable for our future, for our, our generations to come, for our young children right now. Please know that your voice matters and your vote does count. So I wanna encourage you, wherever you may be watching today, if you get the opportunity to vote, vote. If you haven't registered to vote, register to vote. And know that the sufferings of those over 100 years ago brought us hope. And to know that as we stand for truth, we will get to bring hope to our children and those generations as well. So I wanna thank you all for joining us today on Unmasked, and we'll talk to you again soon.